back to the Only Pop Culture Podcast. My name is Rick, and as always, I am joined in studio by my good friend, my co-host, the Modoc to my Kang. It's Robbie. How you doing, pal? I'm okay. Just, I'd just like to say, physically, on appearance, right? Anyone if you say I look like Kang. What? No, Modoc. No, Modoc. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> like, if anyone was gonna look like Modoc, it's you. No, you got, you got a big head. I definitely don't have baby arms and legs. Well, that's you know. I mean, maybe they're shorter, <laughs> but they're big. <laughs> I feel like those arms and legs are to scale of Modoc. His head was just so enlarged that it looked smaller. I, I disagree. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. I'm pretty sure I my physique more represents Jonathan Major's physique. That's, Dude the, is fucking jacked. That is the most outrageous thing <laughs> either of us have ever said on this podcast. You're, 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 I wouldn't. I wasn't even going to put myself next to Jonathan Majors. <laughs> I was just saying, if anyone's Modoc, it's you. That's all I was going to say. I wasn't even going to try and put myself up there. And the fact that you did, disgusting. You saw, I'm, I'm assuming that when you, we're talking about Ant-Man, guys. We're talking about Ant-Man today. I'm assuming, Ants! Ants! <laughs> Ants! <laughs> I'm assuming when you went and watched it, you saw the trailer for Creed in the series. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did. Jonathan Majors is fucking juicy. <laughs> I don't want to sound, I don't want to sound sus or thirsty, but I've watched that trailer twenty times, <laughs> and only once did it play at the cinema. I'm not and even it just because cool for Jonathan Majors. Because like whenever I'm on YouTube or whatever, you know, YouTube ads sometimes their trailers. Yeah, 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 I yeah. never skip it. <laughs> First of all, I like the Creed movies, and then the fact that Jonathan Majors is in it and he's buff as shit. Yeah. I'm just like. <laughs> I've never watched a Creed movie. That yes. looks good. It looks good. They're all good, Rick. Yeah. Wow. I'll take you over. <laughs> have you ever watched like any kind of... Because I, I, when I was watching the trailer, I was like, I don't think there's a fighting movie that I don't like. Like there's Warrior that's got Tom Hardy. Yeah. There's Southpaw that has Jake Gyllenhaal. That's a great movie. I haven't watched any of those. I watched Never Back Down. Have you seen Never Back Down? Those great. really old ones. Well, really old. It came out when I was in high school. <laughs> Dude, that was like one of the shows or one of the movies, sorry. Isn't that there like, like four of them? Yeah. The first one is by far peak, but it was, uh, that's what like helped me mo- motivate myself to get ripped, like to get, like get into the gym and get, get active. You know, it was such a good movie. I remember watching that when Rick's, I was a kid. Rick's like, I want to be here. Yeah. He's like, oh, they beat the shit out of each other. And they're also fucking swole. Like, this is sick. <laughs> Have you ever even like done... Like, even, like, when you were a kid, you do, like, taekwondo or boxing? I did karate for a few years. Okay, cool. Yeah. I just need to, like, yeah. yeah, I want to get swollen and do nothing with it. <laughs> I got up to orange belt in karate. Isn't that, like, the second belt? Uh, it's the third belt. I no, well, like, you look. start on white. That's not white, achievement. Yeah, white, yellow, orange. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the second belt you can achieve. No, it's the second belt. It's the third belt that you have. Yeah, but you don't achieve white. You sign up and you get white. Yeah, but I still had to learn while I had my white belt, right? <laughs> But you go like white belt, yellow white belt. belt, yellow stripe, white belt, two yellow stripes, yellow belt, yellow belt, orange stripe. Okay. So like it's progression. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a I think different. I did it for like two years or something. Yeah. I was there for a while. I think I did Taekwondo. But that was also when I was like eight. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I did like Little Dragons Taekwondo when yeah. I was a kid. Did it for like six years. My sister was so good at it. I'm not even joking. She had so many trophies and me and my brother were just there like, just trying to throw hands with yeah. people. What? Just I'm, like straight up, not, not doing the act like, like no the routines, just, I remember just one time, 
because of how big I am, I had to spar against the instructor. The adults? Yeah, no, like the legit instructor. So like there was all these kids like together and there was me against the instructor. And I'm just there throwing as many kicks as quick as I could. I was just like, I do not want to get hit right now because it's going to fucking hurt. He's just on defense the whole time. Yeah, I was literally just like, I'm going to run this clock down until I either pass out or haze out. So are you doing like full contact? Yeah. I don't think we ever did full contact in karate. Yeah, pussy, oh. Yeah. <laughs> karate is like, I don't, you know, I don't want to disparage anybody's sports or anything, but karate yeah, that, is that, like- Just remember, that's a sport of a nation. Yeah. It is. I do think it's like, when it comes to combat sports, it is on the uh, the lower end. I think my, that my, that's possibly just due to like nowadays with MMA. You know what I mean? Like yeah. karate's not really thrown in there all that much. Yeah. They've got like judo, um, taekwondo for your kicks. Yeah. Boxing, kickboxing, kickboxing. Yeah. There's just like more. Yeah. Then I did boxing when I was in high school, and I just got belted every day. <laughs> just, I'd like to do boxing. It's so much fun, but like one of the drills is literally you just stand there like in your guard. I just don't get hit. That's look, you, you stand there in your guard, and the person in front of you is just belting you in like your in your body. They just they just take body shots. Blows. Yeah, they're dealing body blows. So like, a they can practice them, and b you can learn you can how get to take them. Taking them. Yeah. The trainers, like our instructors daughter used to train with us and she was like four years younger than me yeah but she was she was state champ (laughs) and so she's just there going like and i I was training with like men and so she's there just like belting me and he's going wait he's up on him and i'm just like no no no, keep going keep going i can take it you're like i'm like because it's crazy like it would it would hurt immediately and then as soon as her as soon as like the punch was gone, it was just like yeah, fine. Yeah, but then when yeah. you left and you put, took your shirt off and you look like Thanos, it was just like, ah, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I see the damage. Um, <laughs> I'm not coming next week. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Ant-Man. <laughs> Ants. 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 <laughs> we talked about doing a cocktail corner. When we, we did. Were, no, no, no. Look, uh, uh, we uh, are okay. doing a cocktail corner. No, we have done it. But, dude, because of the theme of Ant-Man, what we did, right, <laughs> we've done the quantum cocktail, all right? Now, I can't even tell you what's in it. Because it's quantum, we cannot physically see or small. even obtain it. Yeah. So, Ooh. whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. The, the real reason is that it's 10 o'clock in the morning and we both just brushed our teeth. So <laughs> we weren't keen to uh, fill up on liquor, but we'll, uh, we'll make one after. We'll have something to post. I'll make sure that there's something. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll get, get turned up after the yeah, we don't know what. It, yeah, we're going to celebrate the episode. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> don't know what it's going to be yet. I'm, I'm thinking of doing something I'll, just along like Ant-Man and doing either calling it like look out for the little guy you know because it's Ant-Man and that's the name of his book do you know that that book is actually getting released I'm buying it they're releasing the Paul Rudd or the Ant-Man Scott Lang look out for the little man I will buy it (laughs) that'll be the first book I've read since Percy Jackson yeah (laughs) so I was thinking of doing something like that and probably you know like making it red splasher splasher rum some grenadine maybe something like that or something like Kang the Conqueror. No, I really I wanted to say, do a green should, and purple one. No, you should do one called the Conqueror. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But it's it's just a Long Island iced tea. Just because it's super alcoholic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can do that. We'll see. I'm pretty, I feel like that's a good idea. I feel like I've got the ingredients for that. So You could, you could because Long Island iced tea has got Coke in it. Just change the mixer. It's to, just, yeah, it's like, like six some, different alcohols and then Coke. Yeah, just change the mixer <laughs> to something like purple or green. Yeah. 
Done. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm a mixologist now. Mm. I follow like three bartender mixologist dudes on Instagram. I know. Hit, hit me up. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I know what I'm talking about. All right. Let's do the movie. Okay. So, we're here to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. But before we jump into our actual thoughts of Ant-Man, we actually recorded an episode a little while ago, which hasn't come to air yet. And this will be coming out before that episode does, where we gave a bit of a joke, but we gave some predictions for Ant-Man and the Wasp. So I'm going to put those in there now. And then we're going to see how close we actually got to that at the end of the day. So I'm going to put that in here. At this point in time, Ant-Man would have already been released by the time this has come out. So we would have actually already done our Ant-Man. Whoa. Thing. So how trippy is that? Fucking what? <laughs> but we're still going to be doing our normal like movies, TV show reactions, that kind of thing. Hey, wait, Rick. If Ant-Man's already come out, what did you think of it? I think it was great. Yeah. Jonathan Majors as Kang, fantastic. You're going to go with great. What was the score you gave the movie again? I think probably about a 7.5. Okay. I, eight. I think it's an 8, actually. I... I I'm pretty sure it's a, an 8.4, 8.4, sorry. Yep. Yeah, that's where I'm going. I feel like it's the probably the best MCU movie we've seen for a while, probably since Spider-Man. Yep. I think it might even be better than Spider-Man, you know, without the nostalgia effect. It's going to be so good to look back at this episode. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. All right. All right. Now we can get into the actual film itself. Directed by Peyton Reed, starring Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Michael Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer, and the great Jonathan Majors. I'm I'm calling great now. Like I know that he's only really just getting started, but he is on an upward trajectory right now. Can we also just talk about how Michelle Pfeiffer has aged so well? Looks great. Yeah, Michelle like, Pfeiffer. Because like, I love Michael Douglas, but he's had a rough go of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I don't know if I'd go that far, but but like when like you've seen photos of him when he's young. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like. Time has not been good to him. Like he just looks stressed. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't look bad, but like you can see that like he's yeah. like he's like Harrison Ford. He just looks tired. Yeah, he's had enough. Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready to move on. But Michelle Pfeiffer's still doing like Vogue. She's Michelle doing, Pfeiffer is sixty. She's still doing like Vogue looks to the camera, like Kang's coming, and yeah. it's just like, what? <laughs> Where am I? I we'll talk about this later on. I feel like this is something which we need to bring up. But there was a lot of sexual tension in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> stupid amounts <laughs> i feel like also like yeah unnecessary amounts but it was most funny. of it was coming like was either coming from or directed towards michelle pfeiffer's character I, you know. <laughs> He's like, I get it <laughs> to quote she had needs which is just a wild thing to put in a marvel movie for no reason like, yeah yeah i didn't expect it but i definitely laughed when i heard it and yeah. especially when like they were talking about it on the ship and um hopes just like guys Please, yeah. I'm right parents. here. I don't need to hear this. <laughs> even even Michael Douglas' character is just like, I tried it too. but <laughs> She wasn't you, she baby. Was, she wasn't you, baby. <laughs> okay, I was just all like, right. Yeah, but she didn't say that. Apparently Janet can fucking get it, you know? <laughs> Fuck, you know, bro. <laughs> Jesus, relax. Anyway, we'll, <laughs> we'll table that conversation. We'll come back to that later on. Oh, if you wouldn't mind. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have more thoughts. <laughs> I'm sure you do, my friend. The first thing that I wanted to talk about with this is kind of the critical reaction that Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania has been getting because at the moment... It's like a 38, isn't it? Rotten Tomatoes has the audience rating at 84, which is good. That's solid. A critical rating of 
which makes it the second worst rated MCU film just ahead of The Eternals by like one point. Of all time? Yeah. How is Dark World not lower? Yeah, exactly. How is Love and Thunder not lower? So the discourse around this film has been How is Endgame mixed. not lower? No, <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Rick, it's everyone been- died, okay? <laughs> it's been very mixed. It's been very mixed in its reception and the discourse online has kind of been a little bit all over the place. So I wanted to touch on that first because I feel like for me personally, I feel like that's a wild take. Firstly, the fact that this is the second worst rated MCU film. And it's something which I think reflects more about the people doing the reviewing than it does the movie itself. Because I think we're- Just at a taking s- shots back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you guys can hold these L's you're dishing yeah, out. You shitty critics. I fucking hate you all. <laughs> I just- <laughs> well, you think because you, think you watch a lot of movies, you know what you're talking about. You I, watch, <laughs> I watch a lot of movies too. I think the movie did fine. I think what it speaks to is critics being tired of MCU more than anything else. Uh, I mean, as far as this movie goes, I feel like that's fair. They've been pretty critical on the majority of the ones that have come out lately. I feel like they were harsh mm. on everything except Black Panther. Yeah. But also, to be fair, most of the content that's been coming out has been disappointing. It hasn't been, like, the worst. Yeah. You're expecting something and you're not getting anything close to it, and it's just, well, yeah, they're feeling let down, disappointed. And I, I understand that. And this, I mean, we've had this conversation on the pod before about, you know, tempering your expectations because it's not their job to like wish fulfill for you. You know, like they're trying to create a good story. So if that doesn't fit into the story that you've created into your head, that's a different story altogether. Mm. The fact that this is the second lowest, right? Like Eternals, like we both didn't enjoy Eternal, Eternals. No one enjoyed Eternals. <laughs> Literally, the only part I enjoyed. Too long. The only part I liked of that was Harry Styles. And he was a post-credit scene. <laughs> I was just like, that's funny as fuck that he's here. And then when you explained like his character to me, I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious. But I just, for me, I think that being 48, this, this, like I said, this to me is more of a, more of a critique of kind of where critics are at, as opposed to what this film is. Because to me, and we'll talk about sort of like our initial thoughts of this movie in a second, but to me, this is probably the most fun that I've had watching an MCU movie since Spider-Man. I would agree with that. I would I would say that Black Panther is a better film than this. Wait. Did Spider-Man come out before Shang-Chi? After. Okay, fine. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So I would say that Black Panther is a better movie than this. Better crafted, better constructed. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like, it's got a better story to it. It's a bit like a little more dramatic. Yeah. You know, it's like- I think the know. acting, like for the most part in Black Panther is above the acting that's in- like, and I'm saying for the most part, because there is absolutely some standouts in Ant-Man, and we're going to talk about that later on as well. But I had more fun watching Ant-Man. Mm, for sure. I enjoyed this much, much more than I enjoyed Thor Love and Thunder. I think I enjoyed, I enjoyed this much more than I enjoyed Doctor Strange as well. Mm-hmm. Like, Doctor Strange, again, like, I was kind of like, yeah, this is okay. Like, I can enjoy this for what it is, but I enjoyed this more than I enjoyed Doctor Strange. So I feel like 48 is just unfair. I just feel like, when these Marvel movies are set up to come out, when Thor Love and Thunder was coming out, everyone was just like, holy shit, it's the same people that did Ragnarok, this yeah. is going to be off its head. We're hyped for this. And then, obviously, it wasn't, and then when Multiverse of Madness was announced, they were like, oh my god, it's going to go into the multiverse, and they were like, everyone's had all these grand ideas. And then also, I saw on numerous occasions before watching Ant-Man, people were saying like it's going to be like an Avengers-level movie. 
Yeah. You know I mean? Well, they're like, introducing the new big bad. Yeah, but like it wasn't Avengers scale. No, well, it was in the quantum realm, so it was tiny. <laughs> Give back our cocktail. <laughs> Send it up. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that I noticed about this as well is that while it did it, it did its job in introducing the new big character, this was still very much an Ant-Man story. Like there wasn't there wasn't that crossover narrative that you've had in a lot of other MCU films to date. Yeah, the scale of it was a bit more lesser than what I think people were expecting out of the introduction to the new big bad. So what was your initial thoughts with the movie? I I actually really enjoyed it. I had issues with it in places. My, I, basically, what I was looking at was every movie that we've seen in the most recent phase, I was like, all right, what am I usually annoyed with? Yeah. CGI, dialogue and story sometimes, just excessive repetition of like content. Like with Love and Thunder, it was just joke after joke after joke. It's too much. And so that's pretty much what I was really nervous about that because it's an Ant-Man movie, so it's supposed to be funny. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God. And were they going to take this too far yeah, as well? I was well. like, are they going to take this too far as well? But I feel like they, they held it back pretty well. Fuck, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, 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 yeah, sorry. I, I did really enjoy this movie. Like, obviously, I think it could have been better. I would have loved to have seen more of Kang. And I don't know that like it's like the intro to him. Yeah. But as far as like his interactions with Ant-Man, I feel like they didn't share the screen too much. Yeah. And I feel like that was also some of the best parts of the movie as well. When they were together. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And they were allowed to sort of like bounce off of each other. Mm. And you've got Paul Rudd's charisma playing off of Jonathan Majors, just like dominating presence. It was great. <laughs> I get it, Rick. You like him. <laughs> just such a dominant man. <laughs> I felt with this one, like, I think tonally, I think it was good. There wasn't, especially when we look back to... Um, yeah, I feel like it was paced very well. Yeah, like, comparing it to, again, like, going back to Thor, Love and Thunder, because that's also kind of like the other comedy comedy film in this kind of range, that it's, there wasn't anything that was kind of, like, taking me out of the moment. I do feel like with this, the the it was very different to the other Ant-Mans, I felt, as well. Mm, yeah, for sure. Like, the vibe of it was a little bit different, because a lot of it, I mean, obviously... The, the previous Ant-Man's obviously also quite small scale and are focused on Scott and his, like, the fa- the Ant family and that yeah, well, kind like of there thing. Yeah, there was nothing um, world-threatening in the first two Ant-Man. Yeah. And I think with this one, it was... There were certain things that I was kind of missing, mm. like Louise. I saw that. The I Louise saw recap. They, I think Kevin Feige answered that because everyone was like, where was Louise? But it was like, because they pretty much went straight to the quantum realm. Yeah. There was no real reason to bring him in. I get that, and like I'm not, I'm not someone that's like, oh, every every film has to be the same if it's in the same franchise because where's Ti? <laughs> because that's something which the MCU have done well. You look at the Captain America franchise, and all three of those films are different. You look at Thor, the Thor franchise, and thank God that they changed it up because you went from Thor: The Dark World to Thor: Love and Thunder. Can we that's agree? A, sorry, Thor: Ragnarok, which was incredible. Can we agree that the Captain America? trilogy is the best trilogy for if you're not stand- including for, for, sta- for standalone yeah. heroes i can say if you're not including avengers no of course not yeah no of course not iron man 3 fell off iron man iron man 1 outstanding so was winter soldier yeah, and yeah. civil war which of the other iron man keeps up with civil exactly war. yeah and like thor had ragnarok fucking insane do you include in like the standalone franchises then do you include guardians or is that the third one hasn't come out yet yeah, but I feel like if the third one is in the same level as one and two, then this would be the better total franchise. 
for me. Yeah, no, I... I mean, obviously, that's a well, big we, if. We have to wait and... Like, the trailer, I love the trailer yeah. for the Guardians, but also I have, like, felt like crying every time. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm <laughs> so ready to have my heart broken. <laughs> every time I watch it, I'm just like, oh, my God. Mentally like, preparing just, for like, this. And I'm like, I just close my eyes, and I'm just like, it's just Bradley Cooper. Yeah. It's just Bradley Cooper. It's not yeah. Rocket. It's not Rocket. But then they show you Baby Rocket, and you're like, oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> you sick fucks. <laughs> and, you know... Dave Bautista's already said that he's done playing Drax. It's like, oh, how is this going to end? In the fucking trailer, I swear, like, Mantis and Gamora are carrying him. He's, like, got, like, a wound or yeah. something. I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Why can't he just leave? I am ready to be uh, shattered <laughs> coming into this, into Guardians 3. Yeah, I do feel like, I feel like that has the potential to rival Cap as the best quality franchise. I just, I just think it'd be so much, I, I feel like I'd be able to deal with it a lot better if Star-Lord died. I think so, too. Yeah. yeah, if Star-Lord died and then they were like, well, he was the glue, we all just, like, leave. I just, like, just let them retire. They bought nowhere. Yeah. They've got, no, like, they've got their retirement home. Just chill. Just let them retire. Just, just chill. I don't need any of them to die. <laughs> Ant-Man. <laughs> I forgot what we were talking about. Ants. 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 <laughs> but, yeah, no, I do feel like there was, there was certain elements of what made the Ant-Man franchise one of my favorites because I really enjoy the Ant-Man movies and I know that they're not the best received, but I yeah, really, but really You've got to remember your bias going into this. Paul Rudd, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's a mid film. but It's like the definition it's of It's still mid. fun. And, but what makes that fun for me is the flavor that Paul Rudd adds. And I feel like, and I'm talking about like, and that and Louise and all of those like little, little aspects of it, as well as the, there's a bit more of an understanding of the scale of Ant-Man when you're in the real world as opposed to in the quantum realm because we don't know how big those things are. Like when you're looking at the first Ant-Man and you're watching him fight Yellow Jacket in Cassie's room and the train's coming at him and it's just a little Thomas the Tank Engine train. Those things are fantastic and that's so much fun and you lose a little bit of that in the quantum realm. I um, While I was watching the movie, I was just thinking like, so the quantum realm is just bigger than our universe, right? It has to be. No, it's smaller. No, it's no, like no, it's like inside our universe. That's what I'm saying though. If it's inside our universe, right? Yeah. Because you shrink, right? If you shrink right here, yeah, and go into the corner realm, yeah, and then someone else shrinks right here and goes in the corner realm. How fucking far is that? Is that how it works though? That's what I'm. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's science, man. I don't get it. <laughs> that's just how I was thinking about it. I was just like, is that? But also, I was thinking like, so you know how we have atoms, and that like that's like the lowest. Like that's how that's what we're made up of. Yeah. Is there further? Yeah. There is? I don't know. Oh, you said yeah. I was just like, I don't know. like no, I'm I'm saying yeah because like, I also that, like, agree. Yeah, I have no like, idea. Just, like, I'm just like, oh my god, like how far down <laughs> yeah, maybe, I don't ma- know. Maybe our lens isn't good enough. You know what I mean? <laughs> maybe maybe what's just like, oh yeah, atoms are actually made up of this and this and this. I'm just like I mean I'm sure hey, I'm sure that there is undiscovered science that we have, you know, the human race has absolutely no idea what I'm not willing to speak on any real science. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Look, if it comes to the... I'll wait till Neil deGrasse Tyson speaks about it on Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. Hit up Neil deGrasse Tyson and be like, hey, is the quantum realm a thing? <laughs> Fuck that. He was joking, Neil. <laughs> Buddy or boy. Neil, if you do want to give us an answer. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I... I the, like I said, one of the things that I really miss out of this is just those small things of Ant-Man and what made the, the previous Ant-Man special. And I think part of that is... I feel like there wasn't enough time for Paul Rudd to be Paul Rudd in this movie. I feel like he was just being dad the whole time. Yeah, Cause, it cause, wasn't. Because I'll be honest, right? One of my three things that like annoyed me was just Cassie. <laughs> and like, not like, 
I wasn't like, oh, everything with Cassie was bad. Yeah. But I was just like, she's just being a problematic teen just for the purpose she's of rebelling. being. She thinks she's doing the right thing. Yeah, but she's helping out. It's protesting. Weird. It was just weird though. Cause like he, he, like in the first two movies, you know, she's like his hero. Yeah. And then in the next movie, she's just like, you don't even do anything. Yeah. That was and, actually. And I'm just like, what the fuck happened while we've been gone? Yeah. Yeah. That was one thing that. Um, and then they gave her a suit. Who gave her a suit? It was, if it was Hank, she's calling yeah. him granddad. It was Hank and Hope. Yeah. 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 They call, why are they calling Hank granddad? Are they married? And Scott and uh, Hope. Hope. Oh. I swear they're not. So she's it's, part of the family, though. Yeah, but it's weird, Rick. Uh, it's weird. It's part of the family. No, it's weird. <laughs> she's part of the ant family. They're all they're all related in some way. She called Janet Grandma. I was just like, what yeah. the fuck, man? Like, yeah, that was that was one thing that I thought as well. It's like, why is the relationship between Scott and Cassie so so like, weird? Yeah, broken. Because because she's first... like, you weren't here. It's like. <laughs> Yeah. What? Like I had a choice. (laughs) Where were these people? They were gone, gone. The first two Ant-Mans, everything Scott does is through the lens of how can I be the best dad for Cassie? I'm providing for Cassie. And then the opening 10 minutes of this is Cassie's like shitting on Scott. Oh yeah. He just finds out that she just finds out that she's been in prison twice. twice. And he's like, (laughs) there was a, there was a first. I was like, how did dad not know that there was a first time that she was in prison, especially when it's Scott Lang, who we know to be like a father who genuinely cares about his kid. But also he is her legal guardian, right? I think, is it the mum still? Well, if she's staying with him, he'd have to to be a- Visitation rights? Well, either way, he's still a legal guardian. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. But how is either Hope or Hank getting her out without (laughs) the mum finding out and then blowing up on Scott? Yeah. Or then- Scott just immediately finding out. I don't know. I also didn't ants. like <laughs> ants, ants, ants. I also didn't like how the whole family just shat on Scott at the start as well. Yeah, right. I was really off of that because I was not feeling that at all. Like Hope just sat there. Hope, Hope was just like, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, did you write a book? You should write a book about it. Oh, did you save the world? I've never heard that. It was like the dude literally saved the universe, and. I'm sorry. If he wants to write a book and retire from being a superhero, he saved the universe. He should be allowed to make that call. I mean, look, while I agree with you, it's Hank Pym's tech. Without Hank Pym, there's no Ant-Man. Sure. No, no, no. But then also, second of all, and this is not argued, this is not like defending anything. Janet just pissed me off for a very big portion. Or I I have thoughts about Janet as well. I have Like how she's just like- She's just so secretive the whole time. What? Yes. Like, right. I hate this. If, if there's someone like Kang, right, and she escapes, yep. why is she not telling one of the few people in the universe yes. that can stop him, make sure he can't get out? So we don't communicate with them or, you know, we don't go quantum. We or, don't send our signal into the quantum realm. Yeah, exactly. Or, or, or even, or even like, we just need to make sure, like, we need to like build defenses against things leaving the quantum realm. Yes. Stuff like that. Yeah. And then she's just like, even when they're there, she's not saying anything. Yeah. It's you've got when they're when they first reveal that they've been building this signal emitter to contact the quantum realm, and she just flips it and she's like, shut it down, shut it down, shut it down. She doesn't say anything about like why. Then they get sucked into the quantum realm and they're walking through, and she's still not explaining why she was having that freak out. And they're asking her, like, oh, what's the go? Like, why are you so scared? And she's like, I don't have time to talk about it. It's like, we have nothing but time right now. This is the time where you should be telling yeah, me about Yeah, we don't this. have anywhere to be right yeah. now. And it's just like, oh, 
he, he'll know that I'm here. It's like, okay, who is he? You need to tell us this information. What are we dealing I with? I swear it was like an hour uh, of yeah, the movie before, not- before anyone said Kang. And I was just like, I don't understand. Like, why is he Voldemort? I didn't appreciate that part of it at all. Janet, yeah, like it, I- it, even Even like MODOK was just like, he'll find you. Mo- I, was, I was just like, bro, like, he's your boss. Just say Kang. Yeah. And right, like, e- even, even the bloody like refugees, they were just like, He's going to come yeah, for you. He'll if, find us. If, if, if he knows you're if, here. If, if you're with Janet, he will find you. It's yeah. like, who is he? Even like, even Airman's just like, who is he? And then it's like, we must go. I was like, <laughs> just say Kang. Just say it. By the time they said Kang, I didn't even care. I was just like, <laughs> I know who you are. I'm ready for this now. What do you think of the quantum realm? This is very James Gunn, wasn't it? Yeah. I, th- I, I There was a lot of different vibes for me. I liked it in the, I mean, we were talking about this before we started recording that, Visually, it looked good. Oh, it looked beautiful. There wasn't any issues with special effects here. There's only a couple of things where it's like, yeah, okay, maybe that was a little bit off. And we said Modoc's face, but I do think I, that I'm, was kind I'm, of intentional. I'm going to give that to um, intention. Like, I feel like they wanted to make that comedic. Yeah. Especially yes. because it was a character we knew. If it was just a new character and he looked like that, I'd be like, that's dog shit. Yeah. But because it was Darren, I was just like, that's funny. <laughs> that's so funny that this guy... Is Modoc now? Yeah, and he sucks. The, yeah, the the vibes, the vibes in the Quantum Realm, very Star Warsy, like very like precisely yeah. Cantina, very Rick and Morty as well. Mm. I'm just like, oh, here's this bizarre character. Like, here's a guy with broccoli for a head, and like Michael Douglas just walking past him, be like, does that guy have broccoli for a head? It's like, great, I love this. This is so much fun. I enjoyed the Quantum Realm. I like said before, I feel like you lose a little bit of the scale and the coolness of the ant family's powers with their shrinking and their growing because nothing is kind of like, we don't know how big this stuff is. What I don't understand though, right? How can Ant-Man not just leave the quantum realm whenever he feels like By it? growing? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. If he shrinks to get in there, surely you'd think that he can grow. Exactly. If you out. have to shrink to get in. Yeah. But isn't that what he did in the first movie? I swear to God it is. He like flipped the, reverse the polarities or whatever it was and then came out yeah yeah i never thought about that yeah that's why i was just like i was like why can't he just leave Mm. like him cassie and hope all of them could just bounce yeah like obviously they wouldn't for the purpose of like the story the story yeah they were like we have to go so like even when at the end of the movie you know when uh spoiler alert i don't know really the portal closes and like he's still there why doesn't he just go oh cool (laughs) yeah i said it would have been done, but also like that's why I don't understand like how does stuff in the quantum realm not get destroyed when people just walk around up here? You know what I mean? Because it's inside the universe. Like my desk is not the quantum realm. You know, like it's like not like it's happening on my desk. It's like happening inside. It's like a pocket inside our universe. <sighs> just confuses the fuck. Yeah, <laughs> stop thinking about it, man. <laughs> It's just a thought I had because, like, yeah, in the first movie, he shrinks all the way down and he comes back. And then even... Um, but I don't think he went that far into the quantum realm in the first No, movie. I don't think he did either. But also, isn't that how he found Janet? Well, they created the quantum tunnel in mm. the second movie because Scott came back from the quantum realm. Um, Hank Pym was like, oh, maybe this is a possibility. Maybe yeah, we can yeah. save her now because, because you've gone in there. Now I know that this can happen, basically. Yeah, yeah. I know that she could be still alive and we can save her. I, was, I wish they went more into the fact that Hank had no idea what was going on. You know what I mean? Because like it was so funny. He's like, I've studied the quantum realm for so long. He knew nothing about anything. Yeah. And like, 
it, it was immediately cut off because Janet was just like, yeah, it's because he never went deep enough. I was just like, rah. <laughs> this is his life's work. <laughs> I was just like, ease up. Like, I did. She, she's like, yeah, I've been down here for 30 years. You don't know anything, stupid husband. I was just like, what? What? Like, no one, I feel like she, not once did she respect him throughout that movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, even like when Bill Murray was there. Yeah. And they, like, there was that like weird sexual the chemistry. The weird tension. And she, he was like, she, clearly like dropping hints that they fucked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she didn't say anything. Yeah. Like, she, hey. Uh, she, she just gave some eyes and he was just like, uh, I'm cool too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, sorry, Bill Murray. Can you please be a little bit more respectful in front of my husband? Yeah. <laughs> no, none of that. He's just like, yeah, we had a great time. Like, oh. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> yeah, weird, weird vibes, weird vibes. Throughout. I, yeah, again, Janet caused some problems. For but I me. feel I, I don't like none of that took away from the overall movie. Well, this is the mean? thing. Like, I feel like these little things where it's like this could have been better. You know, Janet not explaining why she was freaked out, all that kind of things. Like, that is typical movie trope stuff, you know? Like, yes, would it have been better? Would it have been more realistic and understandable if that was different? Yes. But, yeah, it didn't actively take anything away from my movie-going experience. I also, I totally forgot that Janet had her suit in the quantum realm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like when she's, like, with Kang uh, in the, like, flashback or whatever, the memory. And she like steals the core. I was just like, oh shit. Oh yeah. Like as soon as she did it, I thought she was just gonna like shoot it or whatever. Yeah. And then she like shrunk down. I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm stupid. While we're on the topic of Janet and Kang, definitely fucked, right? Uh, I didn't catch that. No? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I definitely boned. There was some serious tension there as well. And not just tension of I'm an evil guy and I'm going to take over the world tension. That was like, there was some chemistry there. Okay. There was definitely some chemistry there. Okay, maybe I missed it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll take your word for it, Rick. Do you have any other thoughts on the Ant family? Hank? Yeah. I liked. Scott? I liked. Hope, I feel like, should have been given a little more. Hope? For a movie that is called Ant-Man and the Wasp? I feel like she got swept under. There was very little Wasp here. Mm. I think you could honestly count Hope's lines on two hands. And she's very competent. Every scene that she's in, she's nailing she's it. Nailing yeah, it. yeah. You know what I mean? So I guess like for the purpose of story, you know, how they yeah. need to have like struggle. And I think like she's- like, okay, Hope can't be here for everything. And yeah. that's probably why she got s- split off. I think she wasn't like, she wasn't part of the story. It like, was more Cassie. The story was like father and daughter. So it was something where it was kind of a, she was almost a secondary character. And she, no, she has, was a secondary well, she character. She was a secondary character. And she's character. in the title. Exactly. I felt, I found that weird. Again, like, I don't think that took anything away. It was just like a weird thought coming out of it. I was like, there wasn't very much hope in this for an Ant-Man and the Wasp movie. <laughs> there was no hope. There was no hope. <laughs> I lost, I lost hope. <laughs> Couldn't find it. Yeah. That's, that was probably the only other thing that I had to say about the Ant family. I really liked, I really liked how they were just kind of, played on Hank's obsession with the ants. I, yeah. thought that was, I thought that was funny. And that the ants came back and kind of saved the day. The He's like, I told you that was smart. <laughs> 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 My ants are sick. Like, what's with the ants, dude? <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> I just want to say this. I really liked that the guy from The Good Place was in this. Chidi. Yeah, Chidi. Yeah, telepathic Chidi. He was a telepath. Yeah. He was like, stop thinking that. It's like, okay, 
I've stopped. No, you haven't. Yes. <laughs> like, I feel like his scenes were really good. Yeah. Because he was just like, please stop thinking. Like, I'm trying. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I'm nervous. Well, while we're talking about telepathic cheating, I kind of, I liked, I don't know what you'd call them, but the quantum realm people, like the... It just felt very Guardians, though, didn't it? Like, yeah. Very, I mean, very, it was like, very it was, abstract. It was, it was just, it was just, it felt like nowhere. I like, I, th- I think his name was, it was like Zeb or Zeb, the guy with no holes. And then at the I don't end, remember that they drank. Yeah, yeah, drink, drink the ooze. I thought that was hilarious where they were like all chanting, and Scott's like, no, 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 and then like pouring the liquid down his throat, and then the chants just turned into drink the ooze, drink the ooze. I was like, that's great. I love that. That's mm. fantastic. I loved him. I loved at the end of the movie when they're storming Kang's Citadel, and he just gets railed with I bullets. Have holes. And he's just like bullet holes. And, I have holes, and I was sitting there, like, oh no, they killed Zeb. And then no, he, he, was getting, like, he was getting shot way too long for him to die. Like, ah, and then he just went full Kirby and just went, <gasps> and expanded and just sucked all of them in. Great. Mm, Classic no, comedy. Like <laughs> Let's talk about the villains. Who would you like to start with? I, I have thoughts on both. I think one of them, there's obviously much more serious thoughts on both. Let's start with, let's start with Modoc because that's the fun one. <laughs> what, what did you think of Modoc? I Modoc. feel like Modoc was wasted. Modoc, the uh, mechanized organism designed only for killing. Modoc. Modoc, as Scott Lang puts it. You feel yeah. like he was wasted. Yeah. Because he's such a big. He's a big deal in Marvel. He's a big in deal the, in, in the Marvel. comics. I didn't mind him being Darren. I thought that was funny. Yeah. But I also would have appreciated it if he got out of the quantum realm. He was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> and I don't think my my view on it was I don't think he was wasted because I feel like Modoc would be a very, very difficult character to pull off in the world of the MCU and make him a serious villain. Because if he was But he could he could literally just be behind the scenes. Yeah, but like let's be let's be real. When we look at Modoc in the comics, he's ridiculous. Mm, for sure. He's but he's not- also but also like AIM does everything for him. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. he sends off his AIM. So you people. think that like he's more wasted in the sense of like he could have done more going forwards? Yes. Okay. I feel I like I feel like I thought it was I thought it was like, nah, a character decision that you didn't like. No, 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 no. I thought I, I genuinely enjoyed him, but like I wanted him to get out. Yeah. You know what okay. I mean? No, while he was there. Great. When they when he like when he shows up, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Just kills everything. He comes out and there's like lasers flying everywhere. And then- <laughs> Like laser buzzsaws yeah. just going. And then he stops, reveals his face, and it's just- I love the interactions with- <laughs> like Every time he's talking, Hank, uh, fucking Scott just cuts him off. He goes, oh, just, oh yeah, Modoc, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's just the like manic smile when he like re- reveals his face and he's just got this big dumb grin on his face. Like, it's me. <laughs> he's like, oh my God, this is so fucking stupid. And then he gives his backstory- like, why does he look like, why is he just a giant head with baby arms can and we, legs? Can we talk about the scene when it's just his butt? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need that. But I that did was, not expect that I at didn't, all. I didn't need that, but that was hilarious. Uh, that I, was so <laughs> disgusting as well. Like how his, like how <laughs> his, his limbs were just hanging there. His, <laughs> and just little, a butt. <laughs> head, oh, it was plump, man. Peachy. Peachy. <laughs> It was like a little baby butt. The first, the first time Kane came on screen, Cora lost her shit. She could not control her. She was laughing so much. Kang or Modoc? Uh, sorry, Modoc. Sorry. Like, I was like, oh my god, I'd be worried about that. The first time she came, he came on screen, 
She's losing it. And like every t- every single time his little like face mask peeled back and it was his face. It's just like, this is perfect. Because there's no way in hell you could have taken comic accurate Modok and put him into the MCU and been like- No, you're right. It's a hard character to translate. Here is serious Modok. Here is big threat Modok with his baby arms and legs and stupid face. <laughs> ha- having him as like a- comedic tool was yes. definitely the right choice, yes. I feel. His death <laughs> what do you like? I didn't like that with Cassie. When she calls when she tells him to stop being a dick. Yeah, there's like that whole thing. He's like, but I, that's what I am. I'm a dick. <laughs> he's like and, crumpled and then, on the floor. Yeah. He's like, but look at me, I'm a dick. Yeah. And then she's, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> no, I I thought that was funny, but then she's like, it's never too late to stop being a dick. I was like, oh fuck off. And then fuck off. And then he's just like, I'm not a dick. I'm not a dick. I was like, okay. <laughs> all right. He has the heel he has the face turn. Kang's fighting off the ants and he breaks down Kang's force field using Kang's own tech. Very sweet. He's got his face pressed into the force field screaming, I am not a dick. My name is Darren. <laughs> and I am not a dick. And he blows up. He's on the floor. Kang gets dragged away by the ants and the ant family go over and talk to Darren. And he's like, Scott, I always thought of you as a brother. He <laughs> 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 knew each other for like five minutes. <laughs> I just... Scott, I always thought of you as a brother. And then his last words, at least I died an Avenger. And Scott's just like, yep, yep, you're in, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Modok to me was fucking comedy gold. I loved Modok. I feel like anything by himself, it was just like, meh, when it was just him. But then when he was with Scott or even Cassie. Whenever he got the chance to talk to people. Yeah, whenever he was interacting (laughs) with someone, it was just funny. Fucking great. I loved Modoc. And one of the, like, the last thing that I'll say about Modoc, one of the things that I really, really appreciate about him as a character, and this is where the tone changes from just laughing at the fucking absurdity of Modoc, is when you put him next to Kang and the comparison between him and Kang, it really shows that, like, I oh, know there's a fucking difference here. Modoc might be a threat. Kang is a whole nother fucking level. Well, yeah, like, when he's talking to Scott, he's like, you do not talk when I'm in the room. I yeah. was just like, what the fuck? He literally fuck? just like a flick of his finger, throws like Modoc against the wall. Force pushed him with a finger. Holds him up there and he's just like pressed up against the wall. And like, do not speak while I'm in the room. I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> Kang's a big deal. <laughs> Kang has Kang's control over mean. the situation. Yeah. I like that. I liked that contrast between the two characters. Let's talk about Kang. I mean, I, mean. <laughs> I, was, I was just going to be like, daddy. <laughs> Do you okay? So the big question here, because Kang has been implemented as the new big bad of the MCU, coming out of this movie, he would kick Thanos' ass. You buy Kang as a threat? Oh yeah, for sure. So the first Kang we meet in he Loki, who remains, he who remains, murked. So we got him. This one, do you believe he's dead? Because I do. He's dead. Well, the other Kangs. Spoiler alert: There's there's the a post credit scenes. There's two post credit scenes. There's a mid credit scene. And a post-credit scene. Yes. Make sure if you give a shit, you stay for them. Both. Because I was the only one in the cinema. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> when I watched it yesterday, that stayed for the post-credit scene. Just Google before you go in. Is there post-credit scenes? That's what I did. Yeah. And then you know exactly how many you have to stand by for. Easy as that. Yeah. So I do think he's dead. Kang. So this is because Kang has a very complex history in the comics. There is multiple, multiple Kangs. This this variant of Kang is the Kang the Conqueror variant. Then there's Immortus, Iron Lad, Scarlet Centurion, 
Ramatat, and like millions and millions of other Kang variants who we see in the end, which are all part of the Council of Kangs. I loved it when they were walking out. There was just like a close up of like a Kang. Yeah. And it's just Jonathan May just fangirling over himself. Yeah. He like, <laughs> ah! was just like, oh my God, it's them. It's them. I was just like, bro, that's you. <laughs> yeah. I, I really liked that end credit scene actually. And then you've got all the other ones like this. Some of them are just like barking. Some of them screaming. Like it was very chaotic scenes. But the thing that like really drove that home for me was that this Kang, the Kang that is the main villain of this movie was a threat. Oh yeah, for this, sure. This one Kang. And like, I've heard people online, I've seen people talking about like, oh, we got beaten by a bunch of ants and shit. And like, yeah, but they were like ants that had gone through time, like gigantic ants that had gone through time dilation and had built their own civilization and their own technology mm. and were like they, incredibly advanced. Those ants were arguably smarter than anyone in the movie. I you think, know what I mean? Like by the time they'd come back through, because they were smart. They built, remember, they built that technology at the start. Yes, but, yes. And so then they went through that time thing of like a thousand years or whatever. Yeah. A thousand years is a long That's fucking a long time. time. <laughs> like if you think about like the strides we've made as people through yes. history yeah. in a thousand years, it's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The world a thousand years ago is unrecognizable to today. You know what I mean? And this, and the other thing as well is that Kang, let's do a little bit of comics corner here and a bit of history on Kang. I don't know how familiar you are with Kang as a character. I know a little bit. I feel like I'm familiar enough. Yeah. So he's from the 30th century, I think it is. So he's also a thousand years in the future. Mm -hmm. So like their technology is kind of, I think the the whole premise of that was that their technology is equivalent to what Kang's is at this point in time. That's why the ants were kind of able to overwhelm him. I think they wanted to sort of like add that in there so that it wasn't like, oh, Kang got beaten by a bunch of ants. If you actually think about it, it's not that big of a deal. Kang himself doesn't have any superpowers other than being really, really smart. He has a whole bunch of technology that's come back from the 30th century. And he's using that to conquer universes. He has a time machine. He has all that technology. It's like radiation blasters and things like that. And so just, just just keep in mind. So when Kang lost the final fight or whatever, yeah. he was powered down. All of his tech was destroyed. And he was winning yeah. until Hope showed up. And they made a point to show that all of his tech was destroyed. Like he was there with like the sparks coming out of his arms. Like that is their visual cue to show you that his tech has been damaged yeah. and destroyed. At this point, he is just strong man. He's just regular dude. Yeah. Like regular, smart, strong man. Regular buff Jonathan Majors. <laughs> I, I can say this with confidence. He beat me in a fight. I would not go anywhere near someone like that <laughs> in that kind of scenario. Like scenario if, like, if I saw that man mad on the street, yeah. I would turn. He looks like a dangerous man. Like when he's like kicking off like that and he's kicking the shit out of Scott Lang, because spoiler alert, he kicks the shit out of Scott Lang. You watch that, and even with all of his tech destroyed and everything, like that is a serious threat. It just—I feel like that fight just showed. It was kind of like showing what he's already been through, like because he yeah. keeps talking about it. He's like, "Oh, which Avenger are you? I've killed thousands of you." Yeah, are you are you the one with the hammer? No, that's Thor. We get confused <laughs> yeah, we- a lot. Same body types. <laughs> Needed more Scott Lang. But I liked—I liked at the end of that interaction how he goes, "Ant Man," because hmm. he's like, "I know who you are." Yeah. I was like, oh, like when he said that, I was like, I had like a little chill. I was yeah. just like, oh, I like, like, I really like that. That stuck with me. The same when he, we have the flashback when he's with Janet and she finally figures out what his motivations are and that he wants to get out and sort of take over and conquer. And she asks him, what are you going to do if you get out? And he just stands up and goes, win. 
and it's just like the whole place just fucking changes. Like this is, yeah, he's on another level. Kang is on a completely different level. Mm. And Jonathan Majors absolutely fucking kills it. But I, I totally buy him as a threat. Mm. And I think the major thing for me as well, and the, like I said, going back to what I was saying with the what that mid-credit scene drove home for me was that we're not just dealing with one Kang. Exactly. This is not just but like, a, oh, that- we're dealing with Kang the Conqueror. We are dealing with the Council of Kangs. And that's- if one Kang can do this much damage... How much can infinite? Well, that's do? that's kind of what I liked about it because they can throughout the next few movies or like the whole Kang Kang arc, they can have like multiple Kangs come in and lose popping up. You know what I mean? But like it'll be different versions of him. Yeah. So it's never the same. We're gonna but get you to can, you can also like by the end of it, you'll find that the Kang. You know Kang what I mean? Prime. I don't know if you know this, but <laughs> Victor Timely, the who was in the post credit mm-hmm, scene mm-hmm. with Loki and Mobius. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Great. He's the he's the prime king, Victor Timely. He's gotten defeated by like in the comics canon, got defeated by the Avengers. I think it was, or no, was it Fantastic Four? I can't remember. He's, he's always the Fantastic Four of the Avengers. Got defeated by them, went back in time, found this little place. That's where he builds Chronopolis. Oh, like sure. that's what becomes like Kang Citadel is this this place in time. So Victor Timely is Kang Prime. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So also just like little side note we don't have to talk about this but i'm excited for loki season two i love how scared loki was yeah in that um, and that just like drives home like this guy again is on a whole nother fucking level and loki hasn't even seen what he can do no you know what i mean he did he was just in the room with him for 10 minutes and mobius is just like that guy he seems charming he seems nice and loki's like he is like oh fuck all right no he knows (laughs) this this is this is fucking crazy but i can totally see like kang dynasty coming up and it's the Avengers, all of the Avengers reunited, whatever it is, going up against like three or four different Kangs. I've seen, I saw a thing and apparently um, apparently a lot of uh, characters are going to die. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I'm actually, I'm hoping that they do. You know what I mean? Because okay. like, well, no, no, no. But it's just like, because after watching Endgame, you're like cut. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. But that's only because they were the big ones. It was, it was Iron Man, Black Widow. Captain America was gone as well. Yeah. Because they were like the founding members. So that that that's why it hit home. But at, at the same time, when you look at it, it was a war and it had three casualties. Yeah, you expect people to die in a war, I suppose. Exactly, yeah. And so like if they're going up against Kang, who by the way, I feel like it, it really speaks to how powerful this guy is by the fact that he can only fight himself because no one else is a challenge to him. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and it is cool because he was exiled there by the other Kangs. The Council of Kangs. And he was in there talking to Ant-Man and talking to Janet and basically saying like, if you think I'm bad, wait until you see the other ones. It's like, okay. Like, Because he who remains said the same thing to Loki. He's like, I'm keeping order here. I'm protecting you guys from the other versions of me, the mm. other variants of me. And now this Kang has said the same thing. It's like, all right, what are we fucking building to here? Like, this By is the way, getting the, intense. <laughs> he, who, he who remains is probably my favorite Kang we've seen so far. Just because I, can't, I liked how like, chill he was yeah you just like, I mean? like oozes like, charisma as he, well he, he was very like nonchalant he's like look i'm here to help you guys like yeah i just want I, i'm telling like he was just like so like forthcoming he's like you can kill me but it's like but like you guys i don't know gonna, if that's the best decision he's like i really i wouldn't if i were you like i really wouldn't <laughs> it's not a good idea for you but he was just like so excited to yeah. be talking to people i just apparently and this is something like in you know doing some research for the, the pod and that kind of thing that when he filmed that he was moving constantly like throughout when they stopped rolling the cameras, he was like moving and doing cartwheels and just like running around and just like keeping that manic energy the entire time, which you feel 
when he's on screen. It's like, holy shit, this guy is this weird energy the entire time because he was just like, yeah, doing flips and shit well, around. He Who Remains and Kang the Conqueror were totally different characters. Yes. Completely. Because yes. like, He Who Remains was, yeah, like like I said, like all excited and crazy. But Wanted like, to talk to you. Yeah, Kang the Conqueror was just an elitist. You yeah. know what I mean? He was like... I loved that it was like with a flick of a finger. Ant-Man and the Wasp are trying to like stand up against him and he literally just like swats them aside like they're bugs. It's just great. It was zero yeah. effort for him. They're so lucky those ants were there. <laughs> <laughs> Ant-Man! Ants! Ants! All right. Should we do our ratings and MVP? I want to do MVP first. All right. And I wouldn't. I want to go first. That's fine. Oh, you're not choosing? <laughs> no, look, I think we both have the same MVP and I'm fine with that being the case. And I'm going to... I'm going to say that you do yours, you do yours, do your MVP and then I'll, I'll do my spiel afterwards. My MVP is uh, the Baskin and Robbins boss. <laughs> Fuck off. Nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just joking, but I loved him. Yeah, I, <laughs> I made was... this cake myself. <laughs> so it, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't made a cake since 1990. It's like, I can see that. <laughs> no, um, obviously, Kang and Conqueror, obviously. Jonathan Majors is MVP. <laughs> By far. The best part of the movie. Oh, for like, sure. Like, just, yeah, an incredible performance. I knew that was going to be the way you would go. And I, I want it on the record to say, like, yes, that is that is the best part of the movie. That is my MVP. But for the sake of having a different choice, because you've said Kang. Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> <laughs> 64-year-old Michelle Pfeiffer. Michael Douglas. No, it's going to be MODOK. Every time MODOK really? was on screen, I was laughing. And I feel like that adds a lot to the movie and it adds a lot to my enjoyment because like I said, this is not the best Marvel movie to come out no, for a God while. No. It's not as good as Black Panther. It's, you know, it's not as good as Spider-Man, but I really, really enjoyed this movie because I had fun watching it mm. and MODOK was a huge part of that fun for me. So yeah, I, like I said, Kang is by far the best part of this movie. I totally agree with you. <laughs> and if you didn't say Kang, I was going to give Kang the MVP, but for the sake of having something different, this is the other part of the movie that I really enjoyed. So mm. All right, well, you can go first on your rating. So we did have our ratings. We did our predictions before this. Mm -hmm. I gave it a 7.5. No, you gave it a 7. You gave it a 7.5. I said 7.5. I'll give it an 8. Uh, 7.5. Oh, I'll give it an 8. It's an 8. It's an 8. And you said 8.4. Yeah. I'm going to give this movie a 7. Like, I feel like this is a very solid 7 for me because it is, like I said, it's an enjoyable film. It is what it's supposed to be. It wasn't disappointing to me in any way. It wasn't over the top like Thor, Love and Thunder. Obviously, it wasn't like as emotionally impactful as Black Panther, that kind of thing. We talked about this. We're going to have to go back and review some of our previous yeah, ratings. Yeah, because we were looking at our <laughs> Love and Thunder scores and it's ridiculous how high they are. Because, yeah, I gave it a 6. You gave it a 7.76 yeah. for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to be different. So... We're going to have to go back and review those ratings at some time. We think that might be a whole other episode where we go back and review the scores that we've given. But yeah, for me, Ant-Man is as solid as a seven as it can be because it is, I think it's like Marvel have gotten back to that. We're just pumping out competent movies again. Like that's where this sits for me. So I'm, I'm going to give it a 7.5. Yeah. And it's because basically I feel like a 7.5 is as good as a movie can get without being an actual good movie yeah. you know what i mean without like, it being like this is so great. like so yeah exactly like for example a movie like the dark knight christopher nolan's batman movies would hit 7.5 but then because it's actually a good movie as well yeah it would pass that and go into the, the category of great movie that is how rating things works yeah yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, <laughs> explaining the rating system what, what, well yeah exactly i am so what i'm trying to say is like the only thing that could have 
because I, I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. Like, yeah. obviously there were parts I've, I've brought up that I was like, kind of missed me a little bit or like, yeah. you know, were lacking. But It wasn't like, a perfect it, film. It, it wasn't a perfect film, but also at the same time, I just enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah. So, yeah. 7.5. Nice. Nice. Still didn't beat Love and Thunder in, as far as our scores go, but we yeah. will be revising But those. in reality, it absolutely did. <laughs> uh, in reality... Love and Thunder doesn't exist to me anymore. We're taking down the poster in the office. Look, to be to be fair, Love and Thunder came out while we were still quite early to this. I think, you know, we've we've grown since watching Love and Thunder. I think we've just been hurt. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like been what, beaten down. What what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, you no, know? I think we I think we understand what we're doing a little bit better. Now. I hope so. You, you really <laughs> like to think so. It's been like a year's worth of recording if we haven't learned anything, it'd be a little bit of a shame. We're actually almost we're we're almost at a year. Yeah. Getting That's there. Wild. It's nearly our anniversary. Oh my god. <laughs> no. Stop it. We'll wrap it up there. You've already told me that you've got a recommendation for this week, so Yeah. What do we got? Alright, so I've been rewatching a series that's very close to my heart, and I know it's close to yours. There's none other than Star Wars the Clone Wars. With all the like recent and future things coming out. It's really good to watch it again, you know, and just kind of refresh yourself in the in the, the characters, yeah, the, in the characters, yeah. yeah, especially with like Ahsoka, Ahsoka coming out, Mandalorian, um, like five days. I will say this: Ahsoka in first season, garbage, oh, yeah. garbage, oh yeah, and then she's obviously become so good that she got her own series. Yes. So yes, and it's just continued to return again and again and again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In like everything that they've done since then. <laughs> yeah. So no, she's um. Honestly, she's if you do consider yourself a Star Wars fan and you haven't haven't watched Clone Wars because you think it's like a kid show or something. Yeah, and even grow like, up and you and you're not familiar with the Sokotano, you're just seriously missing out. Seriously missing out. I feel like the the best thing about the Clone Wars, aside from Ahsoka, is probably like the clones. Oh yeah. Oh, you know absolutely. I mean? Like yeah. um, Domino Squad. Yeah. You know, like Fives, Echo, Heavy, all them. I was just like, bro. Yeah. Heartbreaking. Yeah, let's not. One of my fa- <laughs> one of my favorite episodes. Clone ninety nine. Um, yeah, I was just saying one of my favorite episodes is like the Battle of Camino. Yeah. And I remember crying as a kid watching that episode. Yeah. It's like I'm a soldier, just like you guys. Like, okay, no, don't guys. shut up. Don't do this. Shut to up, me. Rick. <laughs> But that is my recommendation for the weekend. Oh. For the week. Honestly, like the the things that they t- they touch on that is not it's not a kids show. Like yes, it was on Cartoon Network. It is not a kids show. Yeah, but there's like a lot of shows like that. You know, like Young Justice. Yeah. You know yeah. that show hurt me <laughs> so many times. Yeah. Like, I haven't watched a lot of Young Justice. Bro, I probably only watched a couple honest, of episodes to be honest. I'll be I'll be completely honest with you. It's like elite. <laughs> like as far as. Uh, animated DC yeah. series goes, it's probably top three. And that's saying because that's that, something that DC have done really, really well. DC owns that part of media yeah. as far as like animated shows go. Have you watched the Harley Quinn show? That's hilarious. I'm, I haven't seen it. I'm tempted to that's watch hilarious. it. Hilarious. I watched it in a week. Do you want to watch Velma? I tried. Did you actually? I tried. Was it awful? Awful. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, shit. Don't watch it. <laughs> It's just like it's I just, can I can see why people thought it'd be funny, but like it's just bad. It's just bad. I saw a I saw a little article the other day of why it failed. The main character Velma is just an awful person. She sucks. She's horrible to people around her, and then acts like she's the victim all the time, and mm. just like yeah, it's 
I I have. But like they've also they've just taken the piss out of like the entire group. Yeah. Because this is supposed to be like because when it intros the first episode it was like before we became Mystery Incorporated. Yeah. yeah. This was our story. I was like, ugh. <laughs> This is what you were? Yeah, I don't like knowing that these were the characters. Yeah, this is awful. no, I don't like this at all. Also, no Scooby-Doo. Yeah, wild, wild. by the way. I, that's enough. We don't need to talk about that. That's enough air that Velma deserves, I think, at this point. I think I watched like four episodes and I, wow. I, I, I had it on in my room while I was like cleaning it. So I wasn't even paying like full attention. <laughs> but then once I finished my room and started paying full attention, I turned it off. <laughs> like I hate every bit of this. I was just like listening to it and I was just like, what the hell is going on? Ugh. Yeah, well, but no, the Harley Quinn show, you should watch it. Yeah, I've heard, I have heard some good things about it, so I am very tempted to. Uh, to that's that's a that. good show. Yeah, does she have a relate? She's uh, has a relationship with Poison I'm not Ivy. Saying eh? Anything? I'm not saying anything. Oh, okay, because it could be another recommendation. Okay, all right, all right. fair enough. <laughs> and it will be <laughs> <laughs> next episode. Look out for that one. <laughs> All right, let's finish it up. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you jump onto our socials, get on there and give us a like, give us a follow, interact with the page. Let us know what you thought of Ant-Man if you've seen it already. We really enjoyed it. And be honest, don't don't try and pretend like you thought it was shit because it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't bad. I, I Honestly, the discourse that's around this with people being like it's a garbage movie is just factually incorrect. So don't listen to what the critics say. Listen to us. Yeah. We're the real critics. Yeah, we are the only pop culture yeah. podcast. You I don't know where else you'd be getting this information from. Exactly. <laughs> critics, they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> look at their scores. Look at them. And then look at the audience ones. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And what are you? Are you a critic or are you an audience? You're an audience. <laughs> I mean, technically everyone's an audience. So <laughs> <it's just> like, <laughs> no. Even the critics. Even no. The, even the critics are wrong because they should be in the audience. <laughs> But yes, do jump onto the socials. Make sure you interact with us. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. And if you have anything that you want us to cover as well, jump on to your email account. Flick us an email at theearlypopculturepodcast at gmail.com. And as always, get on there. Leave us a review. Five-star review only. Tell a friend. Tell a friend about the podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Exactly. If everyone just does that, We'll be golden. If you're enjoying yourself. We could be with Joe Rogan in five weeks. Exactly. That's it. That's how it works, right? That's how you build a like a media empire. <laughs> Bro, I'm just saying, if everyone told a friend, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend, and no cro- there was no crossover, huge. We're sweet. We're good. Huge. We can retire. We're done. <laughs> Don't even joke like that. I hate my job. <laughs> I don't hate I don't hate my job. I actually kind of like my job, but that's fine. But you know, do tell a friend. <laughs> if you're enjoying it, share it with someone, you know? Like if you're enjoying what we're doing here, wouldn't you like to talk about it with somebody else? You can talk about it with us. Hit us up on the socials. <laughs> but also, wouldn't you like to share that with your family and friends? I think you should. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> All right. <laughs> thanks guys. All right, thanks guys. Bye mom. Bye mom. Bye, mom.